preparing for rain Gonna plow my field Cause I'm looking for a harvest For my God, He's real Hello again, friends and partners. I'd like to welcome you to Spiritual Impact. I'm Associate Pastor Steve Rose, and I'm here with my pastor, Tim Parton. And we're looking forward again to studying the Word today. And I tell you, I'm looking forward to the study that you have for us today. So what have you got for us, Pastor? Amen. We, we're, once, we're happy to have you with us. Uh, you know, I was thinking, most of the guys watching this, how many of you ever been on a drive of any length with your wife in the front seat with you? And maybe you're going on vacation or maybe you're taking a drive to somewhere where you're not really familiar with. And most of us guys are notorious, but we'll never admit it for if we get lost, we're never lost. Because we can always get where we're going right up here, soon up the road. And our wives will be telling us, you need to stop and ask directions because you're lost. You say, well, no, we're not lost. We, we know where we're going. We're just a little ways. We not got there yet. But then, you know, our wife said, yeah, you're lost. And finally, we have to admit when we can't find where we're going. So, well, you know, I'm going to pull up here just to, I'm pretty sure I know where I'm at, but just to make sure. And we'll come out and get back in the car and say, yeah, I was right. The guy said, we just go right on up or back down here. <laughs> We were never lost, but truly we get sidetracked in life as well. It's easy to get on paths that we didn't intend to. We make a wrong turn in life, things like that. We end up going in the wrong direction. And that's never a good thing when you're going in the wrong direction. Why? Because you're never going to reach the right destination. You'll get somewhere, but it's not where you want to be. In the Word of God, we find such a man that uh, got on a journey just like this, and his name is Jonah. First chapter, verse 3 says, But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. First off, that's, uh, that's never going to happen. No. Uh, King David said, Wherever I'm at, God, you are there. And went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. See, the enemy will always make sure if you're trying to run from God that there's going to be some paths that, that you think you can succeed on. But all paths that are leading from God are leading to the enemy. And, you know, Pastor Steve, sometimes God will let us run a little bit. Mm -hmm. One thing I'm looking at there, though, I've always seen this. It says, But he rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But he went down to the ship and he paid the fare. <laughs> when you're running from God, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you can pay the fare when it comes down to paying the ferryman. Because, you know, if he's got a mission for you, when we're on disobedience, when he loves us, Amen. says he will discipline those that he loves. You know, the Word teaches us that in duty, which is in his will, we're blessed out of duty, which is out of his will, were chastised. Jonah didn't even have a clue of what was coming his way. Had he known what he was running into, he probably would have been willing a lot sooner to go the other direction. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times in life, when God calls us to do something, we'll find every excuse possible not to do that. And if you really research this some, you'll find that... Uh, 
Joshua didn't really, I mean, uh, Jonah didn't really care for the Ninevites that much because they had really been kind of uh, at war with the Israelites. So there was not really, he didn't really care about going there to help them out anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so he had a wrong attitude. And sometimes God will call us to do the very thing that we say we'll never do because he's going to show us that he's God and that he is in control. So he told Joshua, I mean, uh, Jonah, I got Joshua on my mind. That might be another lesson here pretty soon. But he told Jonah, go to Nineveh, preach them. Preach them what? Repentance, judgment. That's what he's telling you and I in the world today. Go forth into the world and preach to them repentance and judgment. Because if we have the repentance and we put our trust in Jesus Christ and we ask Him to come in and be our Lord and Savior, then we get to enjoy the mercy and the grace of Father God. But if we reject that great salvation is Jesus Christ, then we endure the, the judgment of God and His wrath. Jonah thought he could run from God. Sometimes man just... We're just dumb sometimes. Yeah, and see, when we look at that, we was talking about this earlier. We was talking about the will of God. How many people pray for the will of God? You know, even the Lord's Prayer says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, what if we pray, Lord, I want Thy will to be done. And then He answers and says, I want you to go to Nineveh. <laughs> you know, that's not a place He wanted to go. But, you know, the Lord may ask you to do that when you really want His will. That's where you got to have the faith to do what He's called you to do. You know... I think sometimes there's a little Jonah in all of us. Mm-hmm. I tell you, when I was younger, and I always knew in my heart that God had called me at some point in time to preach. You know, maybe I thought maybe somewhere when I'm an old guy, he'll call me to pastor out there. But, you know, I was a, I was a young musician, songwriter, singer, getting to travel around the country, around the world, and do some stuff. And I was excited, and, and God kept... You know, when the phone would call and it was a pastor somewhere, you know, I'd be tickled to death if they were asking me to come sing. But, man, if they were asking me to come preach, it just, I was just running from that. So I know what it's like to try to run from God. So if you're out there watching this, I'm sure you're relating a lot to this because it's easy to run when the reality of it is the easier part would just simply be to obey. Because when we run, we cause so much more trouble on ourselves. But as a songwriter, one day I sat down and I was writing a song and uh, it ended up being a song about Jonah. Imagine that. Now, God, I'm running from what God's called me to do. I'm I'm trying to serve him in my own terms and and he's blessing me. But, you know, you still know there's something missing. Mm -hmm. It's not quite the same. And uh, I write that song and I'm singing. It's a fast paced song. A lot of people have heard it, really like it. But it's simply called Jonah. And I'm thinking to myself as I wrote that, and I say, boy, God, this is a good song. He says, <laughs> you know, it's like he spoke to Martin and said, you like that, huh? I said, yeah. He said, Tim, I'm talking to you. <laughs> God has a way to get of our attention. Absolutely. He knows how to do it. Absolutely. That's, that's good. I, <laughs> I was thinking of that story of Nathan, you know, and David. And he said, David's standing up. This man surely die. Nathan says, you are the man. Yep. <laughs> and again, when you're talking about the will of God, it, we fight the will of God so many times not knowing that, you know, again, in duty, yep. we are blessed. Out of duty, you know, you're chastised. So when we're looking at the will of God, and the will of God's always better. 
Oh, yeah. That's what we don't understand because we're looking at, you know, that's going to be hard on me. And we talked earlier in one of our shows about, you know, the purging of the fruit tree. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that ain't easy for the fruit tree. No. I'm sure it's painful to be cut back and for people to be tried by fire. It's not easy. But, you know, he says, when you come out, he says, give me my gold is tried by fire because when you come out on the other side, you're purer than that. And I remember a guy telling me a story about a silver refiner. They was asking him, he'd go in and he'd sit there and he'd heat up the silver and melt it. And he goes, how do you know when it's time to take the silver out? He goes, well, that's the easiest part. He says, when I can see my reflection in it. Yeah. And you think about that because, you know, we're a reflection of God's love. We're not, we're not God, but we're a reflection of that love to others. So he wants to see his reflection in us. Amen. Amen. That, that's good. I enjoy that. Uh, so Jonah gets on the ship. Fleeing from the presence of God, he's probably feeling pretty, pretty sure of himself about this time. And there again, we can relate. But suddenly, a storm comes up. You know, in our disobedience to God, you know, I've heard people say that when I was growing up, you better serve God or He'll make you wish you had. God doesn't force people to no. do anything. We serve God because we love Him and we want to. Now, there'll come a time in the time of judgment that you'll wish you had served God. But I think when God has a call upon our life, and He's got a job for everybody to do, but specifically, He was given a job to go warn an entire country of the wrath it was an important job. You know, it's one thing if, if God tells you to read a chapter and you fail, well, you've lost out on something. But so when, when God really starts planning some big things that, that people's lives hinge on, and, you know, studying the Word is important. I'm not, I'm not saying that because if we're studying His Word, then we've got food to give to the people when we go out. But Jonah had to go preach this gospel message Repent or you're going to be destroyed. This was urgent, but yet he was running. So what happens? He runs into the storm. And the sailors on the ship, they're trying everything. These are experienced sailors. Mm -hmm. They've seen storms like this before, but not quite like this. See, there's a difference when God is stirring up the waters mm -hmm. to get your attention. Well, see, that's one of the things about the story I like when you look at this. They, I'm sure Jonah was sitting here watching them. They're trying to do everything they can to keep this boat floating. And the whole time he knows what the cause oh, of the storm yeah. is. He, he's like, it's me. I'm the cause of the storm. That, that's a heavy load when you think about yeah. that. To realize, no, so they're throwing everything overboard. Nothing's happening. The ship's going to sink. They, they know they're going to die. And finally Jonah comes clean. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know what? It's my fault. You're going to have to throw me overboard. And they didn't want to do that no. because they feared, they feared the God that was yeah. arranging all this here. But, you know, in the end, they realized that unless they cast Jonah overboard, they were going to perish. Mm -hmm. So better one man than the entire ship. Yeah. So there he goes into the water. Mm -hmm. What happened? But see, when you look at that, I like what it says, and God <laughs> had prepared a fish. Amen. <laughs> he knew exactly where he was at when he was going overboard. Amen. So even though even though he, he ended up in a raging sea, God prepared a fish to swallow him. He said, well, that ain't much better. Well, at least he's, he's in a different situation now because 
This is something God prepared. Mm -hmm. So God's got him now where, you know, he can really talk to him. Yeah, and see, that's, I think, those, what we call those reflection moments. You know, when you get in the midst of a trouble or a trial, where, where do you have to look? You know, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of people keep the Lord in what I call the, the fire extinguisher box. It's mm -hmm. there, you know it's there, but you break in case of emergency. But that's not what a relationship is. No. It's supposed to be a day by day. We live for Him. We talk to Him. We seek His face. And here, again, this was a time to reflect. When He's in that whale's belly, what else do you have to do but look up to know where your help comes? There was a guy one time, his house burnt down, lost everything that he had. And somebody was talking to him and said, I really hate that happened to you. He said, he said, I'm not. And he said, you know what? This is just an attack of the enemy. So I can't wait to see what God's going to do about it. Now that's the right attitude. Uh, yes, I mean, because God's going to restore anything the enemy takes away and destroys. God will restore it back to us. But in the belly of the whale was a great time to contemplate. There's times in our life that when we hit that wall because of disobedience, we'll call it what it is, because of disobedience, it is that time of reflection, a time to look back and a time to, to seek the face of God because He is compassionate, faithful, and true, and merciful. And all He wants is to get our focus on Him. Mm -hmm. And you know, this was not a comfortable place to be. No, no. Because when you look at this, he says, but it comes there, he says, from the belly of hell cried I. Mm -hmm. This was someplace he was in pain. But you know, again, that time of reflection, even though he's going through the pain, even though he's going through the fire, now there's stuff being burnt off him. Oh, yeah. It's the impurities, it's the disobedience and things that are, that are being burnt off of us. And that's what we don't understand a lot of times. When the fiery trials come and they try us, it is for a purpose. They're not an easy purpose, but you know, it should help us grow in our relationship with the Lord because we should grow closer to Him mm -hmm. through these fiery trials because we know who's in the fire. Amen. Well, when the three days had passed, and the Bible teaches us that uh, the whale spit Jonah upon dry ground, a three-day journey, he made it in one day. See, when God brings you through that trial, even though you may have brought that upon yourself mm -hmm. through disobedience, when God brings you through that, there's a renewed urgency. As much as Jonah was trying to get away from Nineveh, he put far more effort getting there. Mm -hmm. Now, like I say, there's some bad blood there. Was he excited now just to go on and tell them, hey, God's going to kill y'all? But no, when he went there and he preached, God had already been softening hearts. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the very thing that we're running from to obey God in because of fear or whatever, or we just don't want, the very thing we don't realize that God is already working on the other end. Mm -hmm. And here he was running from the presence of God, running from the will of God, he gets there and preaches one of the greatest evangelistic oh. messages ever preached because it said from the king to the pauper, everybody, the everybody repented in sackcloth and ashes. Everybody. That was a great evangelistic message. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if you had a revival like that in your church today? People would be talking about it for months and months and Absolutely. months. Absolutely. 
But, uh, you know, the people receive the Word of God, and that's, that's the beauty. The Word of God is life-changing, and if we can just get that message out. And it, we may never preach before hundreds and thousands or, or nations of people, mm -hmm. but if we can get one, mm -hmm. if we can tell one person about Jesus, and that changes their life, and they end up making heaven their home, then it was worth the journey. It was worth the struggle. It was worth Absolutely. everything that we had to go through to get to that point. You know, in, in, in our Christian life, and I tell people, if you're seeking, and you talked about that earlier, about praying for the will of God in your life, and we were talking before we came on camera, that that is a, that's a, a prayer that is really putting your faith to test because if you're saying, God, I want your will in my life, we're asking a lot. We're mm -hmm. trusting God for a lot. But He's always got good things for us. But it's the journey to get there. You know, grape juice and olive oil is great and people enjoy them all the time. Mm -hmm. But to get to the point where they were at, they had to be what? They had to be crushed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in our spiritual walk with God, He has to crush our will. Same thing with Jonah. Jonah's will was being crushed so that when he was conformed where God could use him, then he did it with haste and with joy. Mm -hmm. And then it seems like we go through the, the rotation, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a it's roller coaster. A, a lot of times we have a great victory, and then the next thing that we see, we come back, and after that great victory, it seems like there's another problem pops up, and you know sometimes it seems like you can take the, the wind out of your sails. It's like where Elijah runs... After Jezebel, after a great victory, oh, yeah. he runs and hides in the cave. And that's where God's asking him a question. A lot of times I think we get in that same cave sometime. God asks the same question. What are you doing here? <laughs> he never meant for us to be there. No, but that's no. where we end up because of disobedience or because of fear. You know, and it goes back to my little story at the first there. We did it to just to, for a little comedy there, but it's true we end up in our Christian life in places God never intended for us to be. And it's not always because that we run from something, but sometimes we go in places God didn't send us. Mm -hmm. You see that happen a lot. R.W. Shambach, and some of you older fellows will know who I'm talking about, a great evangelist of God. Some of the younger generation may not know who I'm talking about. But he made the statement one time, you'll know the ones that were sent versus the ones that just went. And that's true. That's good, yeah. Because if God sends, there's going to be the harvest. These people, Nineveh repented. Now years later, like you say, they had a flip-flop. But you know, that's, that wasn't Jonah's responsibility. His re responsibility was to take the gospel message and preach to them, you've got to repent or you're going to be destroyed. And that's what we're telling the world today. That's what the gospel message is. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth. you got to believe. Absolutely. And if you believe, you're going to live for Him. Mm -hmm. If you believe, you're going to serve Him. I think when we see in Jonah's case here too, though, you see that battle we always face today too, that battle that we have between the flesh and the spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, the spirit really is willing to do stuff, but, you know, the flesh fights us constantly fights us. And here he was, preached that great evangelistic message. Then he went up on the hill and goes, okay, now destroy them. 
<laughs> so, you know, so he went there in the spirit and the power of the spirit, and then all of a sudden he goes back, it seems to revert back to that flesh. That's why it says, you know, we got to be careful. We got to walk in the spirit. That's it. Because if we walk in the spirit, it says, we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You know, the Apostle Paul said that when I was a child, I thought as a child. I'd done as a child. I acted as a child. But when I became a man, which what he's meaning, when I became a mature Christian, mm -hmm. then I put away the childish things. And, you know, a lot of times we use childish excuses to, to not do what God wants us to do. Everything that comes up, we'll put before God. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's a catastrophe. Why? Because we're not putting God in His proper place. Because if He's not first in our life, and if we're not willing and obedient, we can't eat the good of the land. Mm -hmm. that's, that's where being able to be prosperous and blessed comes from, is being obedient in His Word. And many times He blesses us in spite of ourselves because we've all failed to come short of the glory of God. Tim Parton fails God. Uh, but you know what? He's merciful. And when I make Thank a mistake, Lord. I say, Father, forgive me, pick me back up, and dust me off and keep me going. There's a lot of times, Pastor Steve, that when we do or say something, instantly the Spirit checks us and we know, you know what? That didn't come out like that I meant for that to be. Mm -hmm. And so we, we correct that right then, or, or we seek God, or we say, God, you know what? Uh, forgive me for that. And, and He's faithful and just. Now, we don't make habits, but we're in a fleshly body, so we do, we do fum, st stumble and fall, but He is faithful. Mm -hmm. When you think about that, too, you said something very important there, too. You said that, you know, if God's not first, well, that's the first of the commandments. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. The second one is likened unto it, thou shalt not make the engraven images, nor worship them. And when you look at that, anything that stands in priority before God really is an idol. It's become your God. Yes, it surely has. And see, when we talk about the rich young ruler, for example, he says, listen, he told all, I've done this from my childhood up. And, you know, Jesus didn't argue with him. He always says, yet you lack one thing. Mm -hmm. He didn't argue, say, you hadn't done that. He says, sell all that you have. Give it to the poor and come follow me and have riches in heaven. And, you know, he said he couldn't do that because what was his God? There was still one thing standing between him and the true God, and that was his wealth. You know what, and if he'd been willing to give that to the work of the Lord, God would have blessed that back. There's no telling what mm -hmm. he would have been blessed with. But, but you know, we just got to trust God, believe God. And when he's called us to do a work, and that's everybody that's watching this program, he said, whosoever will. And if we've got breath, we should be praising and acknowledging God for who that he is. And it doesn't matter if anybody else around you is doing it or not. You worship God in the beauty of holiness. You acknowledge who He is. You let Him be God in your life. And you do that through simply loving Him back and being obedient to His Word. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer because I know that maybe there's some people out there that, that you're in a battle, that there's things God's laid upon your heart that you really want to do, but the devil said, no. The, the devil keeps pointing back to your past and saying, you know, because of that you can't. No. When God forgives... He forgets, and He makes you a fit subject to do anything that He calls you to do. Pastor Steve, you take us to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you today, Lord. There's many people joining us, and they all have cares, and they all have troubles, they all have trials. But Father, I know 
It says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. And Heavenly Father, I'm standing upon the Word of God which will never fail. And Heavenly Father, today, Lord, I'd pray, Lord, that they'd ask right now for the mighty hand of God to move in their life. And Heavenly Father, believe by faith that they receive these things. And Heavenly Father, reveal unto them the will of God for their lives. And Heavenly Father, give them the boldness and the courage of the line. And Heavenly Father, stand up and Lord, do what you've called them to do. And Father, we want above all things for you to receive the glory for it all. May they look upon us and our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. And Heavenly Father, Lord, we just ask you to open doors through this ministry. And Heavenly Father, I'm just asking you, Lord, to touch people's hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Bring people to the saving grace and saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And to God be the glory for all things. For I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, just trust God. Get on the right boat. Get going back in the right direction. It don't matter as long as you are trying your best to serve God, He will help you along life's journey. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to slip and fall occasionally. But that's where the Spirit comes in. He leads. Amen. He guides. He directs us in truth and righteousness. And He's there for us. You know, it's been good to be with you again today. And we always enjoy this time. And, and we'd like to invite you to come visit us at Abundant Life Worship Center. And Pastor Steve's got a lot of information that you can find out more about us. Yeah, we'd love to see you in person. We're at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway in Sevierville, Tennessee. You can join us at our website at alwcsevierville.com. Also, you can email us at alwcsevierville at gmail.com. Or they can call us at 865-366-1173. Amen. And again, and I appreciate all those who join and support this ministry. We want to thank you so much. But again, we'd love to see you in person to get to shake your hand and hug their necks. Amen. We've got a lot of uh, wonderful people. We're just, just really family. Uh, uh, we're just country people, family of God people. We we love Jesus, and uh, you know what? I believe that the Bible says we know that we've passed from death unto life mm -hmm. because what? Because we love the brethren. the brethren. God is love, and that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, we ask you to continually pray for this program. The, the name of the program is Spiritual Impact, and that's what we want it to be because we wrestle against not flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes. So there's the Spirit of God, there's the Spirit of the enemy, and those that are two forces that are at work. And you see them evident in the life in which we live today. But greater is he that lives within you than he that is in the world. Well, once again, this is Pastor Tim Parton, along with Pastor Steve Rose, inviting you to join us next time right here on WVLR for Spiritual Impact. We look forward to seeing you again, and hopefully you'll be able to stop by and visit us at the church real soon. Until next time, though, we say God bless you. Walk with God. Trust God. Great things are in store if you serve Him. Amen. Amen. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Tim Parton of Abundant Life Worship Center. For those of you that live in the Sevierville area, or maybe you just visit from time to time, we'd like to take a moment and invite you to come visit us at the church. We're located at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway right here in Sevierville. Our service times are Sunday morning at 11 a.m., Wednesday evening at 6.30. We just love 
sharing the Word of God. And we're just a family church, so we invite you to come grow with us. God bless. Overcome with just a little faith. We are never alone. So this battle I won't fear. Cause I can hear the sound of help.